welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking Gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolles, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) We've had had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. My name is Carl Carafel, joined alongside OMD, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. We are looking at episode number 318, Foundation Shakes. Really big news coming out of the WWE this week. Uh, Lots of different news from the world of professional wrestling, and as always, We like to bring you things that maybe others aren't talking about. OMD, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing well, Carl. I am doing well. It's been another long day, and but I'm glad to be here discussing wrestling. And definitely has been a another long day. My shoot job has me working twelve hour day shifts, and then I come on and I am here with all of you, and I am perfectly fine with that, Ed. Thank you so much. Says, hey, Carl, have a great show, my friend. Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Yeah, my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper in my hand. Sponsor Carl. I think it's about time that they do, considering I'm always drinking a Dr. Pepper. Basser, thank you so much for popping in. I appreciate you, my friend. You have been a constant with this show for the last little while, and I appreciate it greatly. We're going to get into some WWE NXT news first off something that um i don't know i don't know how i feel about this okay so british wrestlers james drake and zach gibson yes currently their ring names are jagger reed and rip fowler requested to be released from their contracts earlier this month However, both of them have taken to social media and have announced that the WWE has denied their request and the duo that are formerly known as the Grizzled Young Veterans will be tied up with the company's system until the fall, until at least the 14th of October, when then on the 15th, they become free agents. Yes, Ed. I knew that you would still be in here for a moment, so I wanted to make sure that I got some good NXT stuff in here. I know that uh, you and Astra do an amazing job with taking over that happens at 1010, usually right after this program. Give it about an hour and you can come back to this channel on turn or on uh, our local establishment to be able to see that. Um, What are your feelings on the WWE not allowing their release from the company? I'm disappointed, but at the same time, again, I'm not surprised because they've done this with numerous superstars. They did it with FTR a few years ago. Right. Um, And now FTR is off and on the roll of their lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did it with Mustafa Ali. And then they brought him back as cannon fodder. Um, I know they were having a so-so run as part of the schism in NXT. Essentially just there to be lackeys and enhancement talent. And when they were the GYV, they were so much better. They were not right. watered down. They weren't held back. 
Right. Yeah. Having that team of the grizzled young veterans all together, like in a beautiful little faction. We talked last night on the Monday Night Raw watch along stream about uh, factions and how great it has been to see factions within the WWE. This was another one that they would have, uh, you know, that they had down in NXT. Which- <laughs> is beautiful i love seeing this faction wars that's happening ed is saying it's sad to see these guys are stuck quote unquote stuck here for another five or six months but at least now in five months these guys will be free and clear no waiting no nothing so to my understanding right now what is happening is that they are not being granted their release and essentially they're going to get to just sit home not going to be used, anything like that. They're just going to be in limbo, which might be an okay thing for them as well. They can take a much needed and deserved break. Yes. And then already be putting out feelers to different companies. Yes. In regards to employment come October. But I wonder. Because we know that WWE does have a habit as well. They may not be injured, but the WWE could tack on that time to their contracts that they're sitting at home or doing whatever. No, we do have, as, as well, we have the WWE draft starting on Friday on SmackDown. So you have to wonder about that possibility as well. Could they be put in there and called up it's 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 a possibility ed is saying that might still be used for the next little bit to clean up the uh, schism story uh before likely being put on to the shelf um for everyone here that is seeing this before friday uh or listening to this before friday i want you guys to go and search up tom collihue he does a stream, a watch along, just like we do on Monday nights. He does one on Friday nights for Friday Night Smackdown. You're going to want to join him for this uh, this stream that's going to be done, especially because it is the draft start. So yes. go and check out that. You can find Tom Collihue on YouTube or on Twitch. Just go and watch along with him. An amazing guy, good friend, and I really appreciate everything that he does. So I want all of you to enjoy as well. Basser is saying Joe Gacy must be on the way to the main roster, maybe with Ava Rain in tow. Joe Gacy, I would love to see on the main roster. 100%. Ava Rain, I'm not so sure on just yet. Uh, I like having Ava Rain in NXT and I would love for her to stay there so that she can build better for herself before moving to the to Raw or SmackDown and possibly becoming lost in transition. Ed is saying that Ava isn't going anywhere anytime soon. <coughs> I hope and pray. And and I do as well. I really do. Yeah. I, I hope I hope not. I I completely agree. I mean, I've read articles over the last few months, you know, are they going to bring her up and here's why she should and shouldn't join the bloodline and no, just leave her there. She's had one match Mm -hmm. in the three years that she has been in developmental. Do not use the nepotism factor and bring her up to the main roster just because she is a member of the Anawaii family. Ed, thank you so much. Says, all right, Jen's got to take some notes as the trunk match is getting good. Absolutely, my friend. Best of luck to you and to Astrid as well as you guys. Um, Take a look at this show that is happening tonight. A uh, very, very pivotal and uh, good show that is happening with NXT tonight. So you want to check out Taking Over later on tonight. Ed says, one TV match. She has had many more on the Florida loop. Yeah, no, definitely she is, but she has only had that one televised match. And I don't think that one televised match with NXT is going to be enough for 
the main roster or for yeah. Raw or SmackDown audience to really understand who she is. Mr. Parrish coming in. I hope that uh, you are doing well, my friend. Another guy that was with us last night on the Raw Watch Along. It's always fun having you there, and I absolutely appreciate you. I apologize for missing the watch along. I was just beat and got caught up, of course, in the NHL playoffs last night with, as you can see, the Leafs playing behind me and that epic comeback win. Right? Yeah, that definitely was something. That was definitely a comeback win. Let's talk a little comebacks. All right. Damian Priest is going to be taking on Bad Bunny. A little bit of a comeback for Bad Bunny making his way back to the WWE. Yes, we have seen him in the WWE rings before, but this time it's going to be at Backlash in yes, Puerto Rico in a street fight. Yes. So for weeks we've been told that Bad Bunny is uh, was slated to actually host Backlash when it comes to Puerto Rico on May the 6th. As we saw last night on Monday Night Raw, that actually changed a little bit. He will no longer be hosting the show. Instead, he's going to be in a street fight with Damian yeah. Priest. Now, what's what's great about this, Bad Bunny is a native of Puerto Rico. Damian Priest was born in New York, but raised in Puerto Rico. Yes. So to have two men from the area going into a matchup, and I'm sure that this may may even be main event for Backlash, so that they can give the uh, the, the the native people of the area a really good go home story. What are your thoughts, Kate? And I, and and I want your honest thoughts on this. Because we had Bad Bunny being slated as the host, now instead we've got him in a match. Right. Um, again, it's that celebrity involvement and putting the celebrities in matches. Now, Bad Bunny is another one of these celebrities who has put the time in to learn the business. Mm-hmm learn how to compete, how to bump, how to fall, how to sell. Right. So I give him full credit. Yes, we saw him a year ago with the, with Damian Priest as a tag team at WrestleMania. Yes. So, I mean, obviously this is, again, the two Puerto Rican boys coming together and saying, hey, let's do this. Um, now, you also have to add in Zelina Vega challenging Rhea Ripley at backlash right which is another puerto rican um mm -hmm. so and i'm all for it because you are going and giving the people what they want and that my friend that's cool <laughs> <laughs> yes it is on monday night rob bad bunny grabs the mic and he says hey damien I don't know if you know, but I'm not hosting Backlash anymore. Yeah. Now I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. May 6th, Backlash. And Mikasa, Puerto Rico, Damian Priest, Bad Bunny in a street fight. Yes, I, I you know what? We kind of had maybe a, a little build to this. Absolutely. Are you there still, Carl? Okay, ladies. Okay, sorry, Carl. I thought we lost we lost you there for a second. I lost everything for a second. I don't know why. Oh, wow. Are you still there with me? I'm still here. Okay. I'm so yeah, I, I was I was I was just saying that you know like I I was really looking forward to Bad Bunny hosting 
you know, we could have had him several times throughout the night and things would have been great. Um, I get the reasons why they're doing this matchup. And I, and I think that, that it's, a, it's solid. It is yes. definitely solid yes. to do this. I just would have preferred Bad Bunny just to be the host. You know what? And I get it. I get where you're coming from. But even I go back to when they did the celebrity hosts on Raw every week. And they were eating up six, seven, eight segments of the show. And that what they did with Miz and Snoop Dogg at Mania this year for hosting, which was two, maybe three segments on each night, was brilliant. I don't right. think you needed Bad Bunny it out six or seven times. Right. Um, in this case, you know, introduce the show, maybe one spot in the middle, and right at the end to say thank you to everybody. They could have had him come out, kick, kick off the show, announce his street fight there. Okay. And then close the show with a thank you after the match is over. Win or lose. That could have been a very good idea as well. Um, 100%. That, 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 that definitely could have. So we're looking at Bad Bunny. Somebody who's a celebrity. We have another celebrity that's back with the WWE once again. Seemingly confirming that he is going to continue to be a part-timer only in the WWE. And that is Logan Paul. He's quoted as saying here, I just feel kind of not bad, but man, you have the weeklies who are really like actively building this organization every single week. And I get to come in and capitalize on the goodwill that they've sacrificed their bodies for again, four times a year. So right there telling us that essentially and he continues on a little bit more and he does talk, you know, um, you know, I appreciate your hard work and I get to benefit off of four times a year. So it looks like we're only going to be getting four times for a right. part timer within the WWE once again. I want your opinion on part timers within the WWE. I am all for it, um, but especially, like, it's more in the certain superstars have to do it when you are an attraction. Logan Paul, to me, is not an attraction. Okay. If you're going to talk a Brock Lesnar, there's an attraction. Roman Reigns. If we go back to when we were growing up and we had WWF superstars on TV or Wrestling Challenge to see the world champion once every two months, maybe three months on that show, that was a treat. Right. Now, and there were a lot of people that got on Brock about this a few years ago, not liking the fact that he was a part-timer. Right. I thought it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I mean, he negotiated that so that he wouldn't get unhappy and just walk out like he did. True. In 2012. Or, sorry, 2000... I can't remember. Yeah. Um, then Roman Reigns did the same thing. Right. So you're getting that, okay, now you're giving a big fight feel for those guys. Right. Logan Paul is coming in. And essentially picking his spots. Yeah. He's had The Miz. Yes, he had the tag team match at WrestleMania with The Miz. Then he had SummerSlam against The Miz. Then he right. get, went to Saudi Arabia versus Roman. And don't yeah. get me wrong, because Logan Paul is a fantastic athlete. Yeah. And he has taken the time, again, to learn and work and respect the business. But don't keep doing this as a PR stunt. You're not Dwayne Johnson. 
Right. Right. So a lot of people have speculated that Logan Paul may be one of those guys that could, uh, you know, be vying for this uh, new championship that we're going to talk a little bit about today as well. Um, the way that it looks right now, it appears as though it will not, considering that this new championship is uh, supposed to be defended more frequently in comparison to the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, which is currently held by, again, a part-timer, Roman Reigns. Yes. Let's just get right into that then. Okay, so Roman Reigns will have been holding that championship for a thousand days. Yes, and I believe his thousand days comes up the night after backlash it could be i'm not um, sure if it's the night after backlash or if it is just before like around night of champions yes yes i it could very well be then too um and yes this new championship that will be crowned at night of champions which is probably the full reason why they changed that from the King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring tournaments to Knight of Champions. Right. I'm more interested in how the new World Heavyweight Champion is going to be crowned. Are they still going to do it the King of the Ring tournament style? One night only and a... Eight man, sixteen person, eight man, eight or sixteen man tournament. Four matches. The winner comes out on top, or are you going to spread it out and, oh, this person has to qualify for Night of Champions, and then it's a fatal four way. Hmm. You see, I haven't been able to find anything on that as of yet. I'm even taking a look at another article here just to see if maybe this one had a little bit of info on that. But unfortunately, it does not. Essentially, all it says is that uh, the announcement of the new title, which will have its inaugural champion crowned at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia on May 22nd, was a decision. And, and this is very important because I've seen a lot of the Twitterverse uh, blowing up about this, uh, you know, shitting all over Vince McMahon about this. This was a decision made by Paul Levesque, Triple H. He is definitely keen on the idea of each brand having its own champion. Yes. Roman Reigns firmly established right now as the undisputed WWE Universal. And is it's pretty likely that he's going to stay on SmackDown, considering we did get this reveal of a new championship on Raw. Yes. So that kind of, you know, maybe gives a little bit of an omen kind of going on there. Um, it, it does, but I mean, Roman is among the superstars eligible to be drafted. Right. So to, to give him that move to raw would be intriguing because he has been on SmackDown for the last three years. I mean, it definitely could be. I think that the, I, I, it's just odd that if they were to take this new world heavyweight championship, reveal it on raw, talk about this, you know, shaking the foundation of the WWE announcement that this is what that was. Right. Only for you to trade it over to SmackDown or you know draft what? it over to SmackDown. Right. I get it. But which belt is synonymous with SmackDown? If you go back when it was the undertaker and Edge before Roman, it was the World Heavyweight Championship was synonymous with SmackDown. Yes, right. Triple H had his run with it on Raw, as did John Cena, as did... But that was sort of the SmackDown title. It was sort of the established. Right. Um, and so I'm wondering if they're going to do that. I know there's talk now as well about the WWE going back to brand-specific PLEs. So 
it's going to be very, very interesting. Now this, like, and I'm hoping that, you know, I mean, we've had, what, three years since we've actually had a draft? About that, yep. Um, so the last one, I remember we discussed it, and it was, you know, there was a draft, and all they did was shift six people between shows. Yeah. And then they had the what was it, the open invitation where a superstar could appear for six weeks every, you know, two months on the other brand. Right. Which sort of defeated the whole purpose. It did. Yeah, definitely back then it did. So now this whole thing with the World Heavyweight Championship, um, we're talking about Raw and SmackDown, kind of where is it going to go? Where is it going to be placed? So with Triple H saying that he wants this championship to be the one that is defended more on a more regular basis to have that (laughs) prestige to it, would it not make sense for it to be on your flagship show Monday Night Raw as opposed to SmackDown? Yes, I absolutely agree with that. But then, as we discussed with the part-timers, when you've got Roman Reigns coming in as the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion as that attraction for Raw, the special attraction. Yes, he got there. I'll be fair, he's one of the few that did not get there based on nepotism. He right. did not get there based on the fact that he was a member of the Anawaii family. Right. He busted his butt. Yeah, I guess he did. I guess he did. Um, so that's where I think, I think that's where they should go is, you know what, you can bring in the attraction or you can have Roman still do appearances on both shows. Um, because I know they're looking up to, you know, you're now hearing, you know, is, is it going to be Cody versus Roman at SummerSlam? Is it going to be Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania 40 next year? Right. Um, or do you put this belt on Cody and finish the story? See, that's, that's a big decision as well. I don't know that, um... I don't know that even Cody is going to win this one. No. Um, as much as I think it would be really cool, I don't think he's going to. No, I, I don't either. I don't either. I was reading today there's a lot of fans that think it should be put back on Drew. There's a lot of fans thinking it should be put on Seth. Right. There's a lot that think it should be put on Finn. There are a few who think it should be put on Karrion Cross, Right. But they need to pull Karrion Cross out of enhancement talent status. That's true as well. That definitely is true. Um, but I'm, I'm going to put a name out there that I would love to see get that belt, and that is L.A. Knight. Right, and that is definitely somebody that we had talked about a little bit Um we talked about more of the younger guys uh, being able to be the ones that are in the contention for this championship. The ones that are, you know, the ones that should be winning this championship to take it into the future. Yes. Right. No, no real reason for a, uh, an, an old guy. Let's say for an old guy to have that championship when we could use the older talent or the more veteran talent to help enhance that championship. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're just going to have to uh, wait and see where they go with it. But again, I'm I'm wondering how they're going to do it for Night of Champions. And I, for one, I hope. They follow the King of the Ring format for it and do it as a one night tournament. I I would like that as well. And I mean, but but at the same token, I don't know that I do because I am a fan of King of the Ring. And when we were hearing um, speculations that King of the Ring was going to be a one night tournament again, 
dude, I was ecstatic. I was so flipping happy with it that 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 I I I got emotional. Yes. Because yeah. of how exciting that is, because that takes us back to our days when we were watching professional wrestling, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then now for them agree. to have like completely taken this out or to make this now, you know, it's if they do this for the new world championship, I think it's going to overshadow what is happening right now. It's going to overshadow the King of the Ring tournament. And right. I don't want that. No, no. Now, but when do you now go and do a King of the Ring? Can you make another, can you create another paper, PLE, sorry, um, for the King of the Ring? Or do you just sort of roll with the flow and delay it another year? Dude, make it a Monday night. Yeah. Do it on a Monday night raw, man. Yeah, that's true. You got three hours on a Monday night. Yeah. Three hours. King of the Ring, when we were watching, was three hours. Yes, it was. So there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be able to get a King of the Ring tournament one week on Monday Night Raw. Next week, a Queen of the Ring tournament on Monday Night Raw. So let's leave this Night of Champions because we, it's, it's it's already been decided. This is going to be yeah. at Night of Champions, right? Yes. Night of Champions has all the championships <coughs> being defended and there's not going to be enough time to do a King of the Ring style tournament for this championship. And th this is the championship on the screen right now that we're talking yes. about. Yes. The new world championship uh, that has been created a 10 millimeter thick plated belt, two side plates on it. Very reminiscent of the big gold with the WWE logo in the center and on the side plate side plates are do have a round piece in them. Yep. That round piece is probably going to be for the the champion, whoever the champion is going to be, right? Yes. Just as they do with the other championships right now. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't see this being any type of tournament style unless they decide to take this tournament and build it over certain amount of time you know what i mean right and you don't have a whole lot of time leading up to night of champions you've got essentially you'd have to start it on friday right and that would give you a month yep that would give you one month but we can't do anything until after monday because right. friday and monday are the draft that's right so really we, we we can't start creating matches for this new championship until we find out where everyone yeah. is and where they're going to be going that's right and let's not forget then is after next monday you still have up until the friday for trades and draft picks to happen right so WWE creates a new championship. AEW is trying to create things as well. Last Wednesday, AEW filed to trademark AEW Wrestle Dream. But the filing didn't just cover the traditional uses of merchandise such as shirts and, and, and hats. It also hit the areas of conducting entertainment exhibitions in the nature of wrestling events, entertainment services in the nature of production of wrestling programs and events, and entertainment in the nature of wrestling contests. So it looks as though AEW is either trying to do another television show. Yes. Or AEW is looking for a new another name for another pay per view. Considering it didn't cover or it, it's 
it's covering more than just the usual things. Oh, Parrish has, has a quick question there. Parrish is asking, do you think Roman goes to one title? No, I don't. I think no. he continues holding both championships and just Absolutely. continues on that way, especially if he's going to keep Paul Heyman with him because Paul Heyman, uh, you know, has always been carrying around one of those for him anyways. And I just, I think it looks badass having Paul yeah. Heyman beside you carrying one of your championships and handing it to you the way that he does. It just, it just really adds to the uh, allure of the Roman Reigns character. Yes. I, I, I could not agree more. Um, and I think that that would still allow, maybe they would still allow Roman to fluctuate with the bloodline between both shows. Now, are they going to keep the bloodline together during the draft? I don't believe they will. Okay. Um, but as we were discussing AEW's wrestle dream. Well, are you, are you seeing the screen right now? Oh, I am, yes. If he holds two, what's the point? Yeah, I, I agree. But it's, again, it's the mystique. It's the mystique, and it is the attraction. Right. Triple H flat out said Roman won't float. I mean, I mean, it's right. I, I, I get that. And especially if he's working, uh, you know, smaller dates. Yeah. And, uh, you know, part-time contract. Yeah, I totally understand that. I just I just think that you've already you're now introducing a new championship in already. Right. And now if you kind of take away one of those championships from Roman Reigns, you know, the 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 Internet wrestling community is going to be up in arms because, oh, now you're changing way too much shit on us and <laughs> yeah. they're just going to flip out. Right. Yeah, I think so what they just leave it the way that it is. And put a little bit more emphasis on this other championship. Yep. I mean, if they really wanted to do it, all they would have to do is take half the red strap, half the blue strap, and mesh it. Kind of. Neither one of those championships, though, say undisputed WWE Universal Champion on them. No, they don't. They're because just scratch logos. What makes it that is that one says, you know, WWE champion, one says universal champion. Yeah. So we would have to create another championship that would probably just look very similar to what he has right now. And yeah. maybe with, you know, dual colored strap on it, but you would have to change the wording on the championship itself now as well, yeah. and that which then is another change. That's right. It brings us back to your point about the IWC. Yeah. Parrish says, so you have a universal champion, WWE champion, and a world heavyweight champion? To outsiders, that's exactly how it would look. Yeah. It would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. I don't know what more to say to this. No, um, yeah, um, like that's that's exactly how it would look to outsiders. I don't have those decisions to uh, uh, the powers to change any of those decisions. I just I think if we do create another championship, we're going to have people that are going to be pissed off about it. If we keep it the same way that it is, people are going to be pissed off about it. At the end of the day, people are going to be pissed off. So what's going to be the lesser of two evils? Yeah. <laughs> Call Scotty to Audie and Brian Christopher <laughs> because it sounds too much. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I, we, I, I, I agree, Parrish. I agree. I do too. It definitely does sound too much. Yeah. Just like Tony Khan. Tony Khan, okay. I love AEW. Tony Khan is becoming too much though. What's going to happen here? What's what, What's this new thing going to be? You know, is this going to be a show that has any connection with AEW's plans for inter intellectual property? Um, you know, is this just, you know, Tony Khan geeking out and wanting to collect a whole bunch of different names for uh, for different shit? Um, what is this and what's going on? I, I don't know that to hear about Wrestle Dream. This is the first I've heard about it is tonight. 
I have heard about this supposed AEW collision yes. that's going to be coming on Saturday nights. Yes. Possibly as early as June. Which I believe is also leading to an AEW draft. Which I think should happen anyways. Um, yes. AEW does have a very large roster. So I think it's a very good idea to uh, separate the rosters just a little bit. Um, I think it's a very good idea. The name Wrestle Dream already has some roots in professional wrestling. Uh, Parrish says, what if Wrestle Dream is a children's foundation to help children following into the world of wrestling if they want to go that route dude that's fantastic yeah if that if that's exactly what that is i'm all for it yeah i am definitely all for it i mean we've already seen tony khan and aew has really been doing that with uh, negative one uh you know brody brody lee jr um already been been doing that with him which has been absolutely beautiful and i think that if they were to create a children's foundation for something like that please absolutely please. absolutely um that would be fantastic that would be brilliant and that would be um oh what's the word i'm looking for not humanitarian I don't know. But, no, I it's it's right there, but I can't get it out right now. That's a great idea too, Parrish. Parrish says uh, when FTR are done, they can run the school. That would be a fantastic idea. I would love yeah. to see that yeah. as well. Um, but to touch on your point about AEW needing a draft, it's absolutely right. I mean, they need more time for, I mean, they've got to find a deal still to get ROH on TV. I know they've had the TV tapings and they're now you get the spoilers every week. Right. But you need, and I realize it's still, a, it's on honor club. Yes. But with, you know, the WWE network with impact plus with honor club with, New Japan world, you know, not everybody can afford that much money just for wrestling streaming. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the same as Disney plus Netflix prime and Hulu. Right. <coughs> well, we've been going for 43 minutes already. And I know that you've had a long day. I have had a long day as well. You know, what really helps refresh us after a long day we are looking at Rogue Energy. RogueEnergy.com is an amazing place to go to check out and get some great energy drinks. RogueEnergy.com. We have a promo code for you. It's OLE Pods to get yourself 10% off your entire order. Take a look at what Rogue Energy has to offer. since we're already talking about sponsors, let's hear a little bit from my good friend, Al Snow. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. 
And when checking out collarandelbowbrand.com, use the promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off your entire purchase, not just the first time, but every single time over at collarandelbowbrand.com. My name is Carl Carafel, joined alongside OMD, and welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. Foundation shakes. Yes, we have already talked about the shaking of the foundation of the WWE, the big announcement that came from Triple H. It's another announcement that came, well, maybe not necessarily an announcement, maybe a little bit of a trolling type of situation this week that came out that uh, kind of shook the foundations of a lot of people, including those who are fans of Rey Mysterio. Chavo Guerrero has been healing it up on Twitter this week. Longtime friend of the Guerrero family was on the receiving end, that being Rey Mysterio. Chavo Guerrero went on to Twitter and really put out some some nasty, nasty things, saying if Rey Mysterio is really mentioning the Guerrero name only in tribute and not to line his own pockets with cash, maybe he'll donate some of that money to charity, or even better, how about to Eddie's daughter's? That will show myself and the fans that he's not prostituting the family name. In another tweet, Chavo doubled down on his claim that Mysterio is using Eddie's name to make money. Uh, When some fans confronted him about the accusations, he reiterated that Mysterio should pass on some of his earnings to the Guerrero family. In the end... Chavo implied that he was tweeting in character and trolling the fans, writing, this is how a heel should tweet. Hook, line, and sinker. I still got it. Now, my big question is, shoot or not? It's a tough one. It is a tough one because you literally then had, and I did see this last night on Raw when the LWO came out with Viva La Raza to start their entrance. And now they were no longer Legado del Fantasma. They were the LWO. Right. Um, I did not see Ray's entrance. I do know that he wrestled Damian Priest in the main event. So I don't know if Ray came out in the LWO shirt. But now it's gone out and it's saying that they are selling a lot of merch. Right. So I'm sure Ray and the rest of Legato del Fantasma, I will still refer to them as that, (laughs) are making significant portions of money off of the royalties from this. I would hope, and I'm sure that Vicky probably had an okay in this and and a say. So I'm sure that the Guerreros are probably getting some money. We've had those issues within the Guerrero family um, raised up in the last few weeks between Vicky and her daughter, right, and her husband. Yeah, we're not getting into any no, of that. No, no. Um, so, do we? Uh, so, I'm gonna say that it. I'm thinking it was a troll job by Chavo. Okay. Um, because we do know that he also made comments about Rey Mysterio Sr. in there, and nobody knows who he is. Right. Um, So he's going back to the whole Lucha Libre and the Guerrero name from there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I, I think it was a shoot. I think it was, or sorry, I think it was a work. I think it was a troll and a PR stunt. 
Okay. Parrish is confirming that uh, Ray did come out with an LWO shirt on. Um, I can tell you that the internet wrestling community is still up in arms. I've been seeing where a lot of people have tweeted out and uh, called him out on this saying, you've done this before, you're just backpedaling. So at this point, I don't know. And I really, I can't speak on if he did backpedal or if this was a work or if right. this was real. I don't know. All I know is that it definitely created some heat. It created some controversy. And as Eric Bischoff says, controversy creates cash. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I want to hop onto one last thing before we get into something really cool that happened for us over the weekend. I want to talk a little bit about CM Punk. CM Punk reportedly was backstage at Monday Night Raw. CM Punk reportedly was asked to leave by security. Oh, yes, Parrish. Parrish is saying Eddie and his family do not own anything LWO. Just so that we make that very clear. Okay. It is being said that CM Punk left willingly. Yep. But was definitely asked to leave. Now, it happened at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. Um, the yep. Chicago border town of Rosemont is that's where it happened. Rosemont, Illinois is where Monday Night Raw happened. And yes, Punk was visiting unnamed people backstage as of right now. That's what we're hearing. Um, th- uh, there are some reports coming out that said that he did meet with Triple H. Yeah. But again, all of this, I think, could just very well be. CM Punk going to visit some friends, people. Yeah. That's all it is. Absolutely. I mean, yes, there's reports that he and Triple H had an amicable but short conversation. There was a video that showed him from behind, so you couldn't actually see a face of him talking to Tamina in the parking lot. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Um, And he cleared up his beef with The Miz. Right. But you know what? That's just, maybe he's matured. Maybe his issues that stamp happened last summer have caused him to grow up a little bit. Re-evaluate himself. Yes. Um, do I think it's going to lead to him returning? No. Source came out saying The Miz, Baron Corbin, and Tamina, who let him in, and ran into Triple H. A brief conversation was had, and then Vince was the one who asked for Punk to leave. Yes. yes that is the little point that I was just going to be getting into. Definitely, that is uh, what I have been seeing yeah. as well. Now, I'm seeing that a lot of wrestlers backstage for Raw were very surprised by the uh, appearance and are just seeing this as some sort of publicity stunt. Whereas on the other side of things, AEW talent um, were said to have been in disbelief after hearing the news that uh, Punk, you know, who's currently under contract with AEW, was maybe going there for other reasons. I mean, we don't know the reasons. No, we don't. Maybe it's just because it's wrestling. He used to work there. It's not like he was shown on camera. It's not like he was sitting front row right. ringside to watch the show, and they're saying, hey, there's CM Punk. He left amicably before the show started. Yep. So like, maybe he was there, like you said, to meet friends and say hi. You know, just saying mostly due to either the fact that he is contracted to AEW or due to the legality issues in the past. 
Yeah, either way, I think that it was a very good decision on the part of the WWE. And yes, I'm going to say a good decision from Vince McMahon to simply ask for CM Punk to uh, remove himself from the arena and from Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Although I don't know that he nipped it in the butt quick enough. Mm, I don't know. We haven't even heard anything from Punk out in the uh, World Wide Web, whether it's on Twitter or anything like that, as to why he was there. Right. So, I mean, really, I don't think there was anything to nip in the butt. I don't believe he was there to gauge interest in going back. I don't believe he was there to gauge interest. Because as we are hearing, as we discussed Wrestle Dream and the new TV, PLE, whatever it could be for AEW, their new TV show is apparently going to be based with him as the feature. Right. No, no, 100%. 100%, Totally 100%, right? Parrish is saying, think about the fact that Andrade is allowed to stay during ceremonies along with Buddy Matthews. And um, you have to think there is more to the why he was asked to leave. And I think, okay, Vince McMahon is a businessman. He always has been. This situation is exactly what he did not want. We're talking about it right now. Speculations are flying. We're not speculating anything. We're saying he was there. Cool. And he was asked to leave. All right. Awesome. So many speculations out there right now going, there's a draft coming up. CM Punk is trying to work his way back into the company. Vince McMahon, the old the old fart's going to allow this. And, you know, all of this type of BS going on. And it's out there now. Yep. Now that people found out that CM Punk was backstage. Yep. And I think that Vince <laughs> McMahon was trying to avoid those situations possibly. Yeah. But unfortunately was not quick enough to get that done before it got out. Yeah. And as well, I mean, you've got that situation and shoot, I just lost where I was going with this. <laughs> um, yes. As Parrish alluded to the legality issues. Um, Triple H is probably more than willing to do business. I know there were thing people out there saying, Oh, if Triple H announces this new belt, he's going to put it on Punk. And it's like, no, he's not just going to hand the belt to CM Punk and say, will you come back? You can main event WrestleMania night one next year. Should have just handed it to Austin Theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, if AEW really wanted to, or Tony Khan really wanted to with CM Punk, His EVPs are now contracted to AEW. He could have put CM Punk back in Ring of Honor as the feature. Right. Right. I mean, can you imagine a CM Punk versus Claudio versus Brian Danielson triple threat for the ROH title? That would be interesting. Definitely would be interesting. We were treated to something spectacular on Sunday. I was able to be on commentary for the latest Canadian wrestling's elite show that came through our area. I'm just going to run through the card really quick. And then I want to get your thoughts on the show because I know it's been a while since you've been to a uh, CWE show. Parrish says, imagine if CM Punk gets out of his AEW contract, have to wonder if that happens, it's it's a possibility that he could get out of his contract. Yeah. Only time will tell. Yeah. Canadian Wrestling's elites came through Sault Ste. Marie once again. We had a tag team match. We had the Human Terminator, Marcellus Prime, and Mr. Atlantis taking on the headline, Sean Martins and Mick Brickhouse McGuire. We had the Canadian Unified Junior Heavyweight Championship match with the current champion chiseled Chad Daniels taking on Magnum McLaren. 
we had the Steel City Street Fight. Brother versus brother, the Sin City Saint, Vinny Da Vinci, taking on Diego Da Vinci. CWE Championship match, former champion, Hotshot Danny Duggan, taking on the new champion, the zombie killer, Mentalo. And then the special attraction match had... A guy that I've uh, grown to respect quite a bit over these last few shows and tours, the Death Merchant, Jackson Payne, taking on former WWE star Rowan of the Wyatt family. Please, OMD, tell me what you thought about this show. It was fantastic. Um, I haven't been able to get out to many CWE shows. I believe I've missed the last four or five. Uh, the last show I was at, I believe, had psychosis. Okay. So, yes, that was a while ago. Um, and that was you and me. And we wound up working the merch booth that night. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, so, but it was fantastic. It was just great to have a night out doing what I loved, seeing old friends. Right. Um, meeting Rowan. <laughs> um for those who haven't seen um, my Facebook profile is my picture with Rowan now. And for being six foot tall, that guy dwarfs me. Right. Guy is absolutely huge. But you talk about an interactive person mm-hmm. and a fantastic person. Like he loved the crowd. He was with them all night. Yes, he was. It's absolutely amazing. I love that the Canadian wrestling's elite does this, brings in, uh, you know, a name, a draw, a star. Uh, some of the other ones that you see up behind me here, we've had Jake the Snake Roberts. We should have had Brutus the Barber Beefcake, but that fell through. Um, Psychosis, we have had, I have another one over there. Who was that one now? Um, the Heat Tournament. Carlito. Yes, Carlito Um, as well. So there, I mean, he's bringing in some, you know, the company's bringing in some really good names and allowing us some really good talent. And and even one show that I missed due to familial obligations, I happened to be working at Tim Hortons at the time, and all of a sudden these four guys walk in, and I'm, you know, clueless. Like, one guy's got his dreads up in a man bun, and I'm like, what is going on here? Who are these guys like? And then all of a sudden this guy with this slick back black hair and painted nails comes up and I realize that it is the zombie princess, Jimmy Jacobs. Yep. So I was able to, you know, I got his autograph. I got Vincent from ring of honors autograph, TK O'Ryan mm-hmm. and Hooventude. I just happened to be lucky enough to serve them their lunch and right. take their order and then go out and get their autograph. And Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I'm super happy that they continue to do this. It was an absolute great show. Yeah, it's on an honor for me um, to have been able to and asked to do commentary for the show live as it was happening. <laughs> Very thankful to the CWE for allowing that. Some other and- people that I'm... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, and to see a bunch of wrestlers that I've never seen before in the Terminator, Marcellus Prime, Mr. Atlantis, the headline Sean Martins, um, as well as, you know, seeing most of the card, with the exception of Danny Duggan, I don't think I had seen wrestle. Okay. Um, Not counting Vinny and Diego. Right. Couple local boys. Yeah. Some other people that I really want to give some shout outs to right now is our friends over at realwrestling.net. Those guys over there are uh, doing some really great things, news and views by real fans. And yes, we are a part of that as well. Turnbuckle Talk is a part of realwrestling.net. Very happy to have them as friends of the show with us and if you're into comic books funko pops collectibles 
uh, card games, any of that sort of stuff as well. Check out my friends over at Invasion Comics, invasioncnc.ca, secure area where you can go and make purchases for comic books, collectibles, Funko Pops, have them shipped and delivered to you. Check out our good friends over at Invasion Comics with invasioncnc.ca. C-A. OMD, thank you so much for joining me here tonight. Do you have anything that you need to plug? Any socials, any shows, anything coming up for you? Uh, I'm going to do a uh, plug for the Boar's Nest this coming Thursday night. Myself and Bubba Duke will be playing MLB The Show 23. We are doing a special two-hour broadcast um, due to the gentleman uh, Papa Smokes and Bobby. Bobby. Um, doing Ring Respect Radio tomorrow evening. Yes. Due to uh, work obligations. Uh, so thank you to those guys. Um, as well, you can find me on uh, Snapchat at One Man Dynamic or on Facebook at Daniel Harisic, H R Y C Y K. Beautiful. We're going to end things off here. My name is Carl Carafel. You can find me at linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. And I want to show everybody what is coming up this week for OLE as the broadcast here ends today. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>